Hey, it's DJ with Tales from a Gemini. My guest today again is Maddie Patterson. And she's got a secret she's going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it's a really big secret. It deals with bracing and women, and I'm sure you're going to like it. So enjoy the secret I'm about to tell you with Maddie Patterson. Maddie, 10 years, 10 years of me doing yoga, right? Swear to God, over 10 years doing yoga religiously, and I blow up my back uh, time my shoe. I've been down time my shoe. Oh. Yeah, and that's been like a month. Seriously, a month ago. So much of that yoga. Anyway, hey, it's BT with Tales from a Gemini. Let me tell you something. I- I'm going to toot my own horn here by saying I am a great friend because I had a secret. And somebody said, listen, don't put this out there. But blah, 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 blah. And I said, okay. I said, but when it blows up, you're going to be on the show. And she said, yeah. And I said, okay. And I said on this secret, like somebody, like, like a guy from the mob, like, you don't tell nobody or you sleep with the fishes. So I didn't tell nobody. And I sat on this secret and I sat on this secret. And you know what? I didn't go to jail. And right now I got the person who's going to tell you all about what that secret I was holding. And that is Maddie Patterson. How you doing, Maddie? I'm so good. How are you? I am ecstatic for one because I know I'm talking to the future Toto Wolf. I'm kind of <laughs> letting the, the cat out of the bag, but she is about to be the new Toto Wolf of the racing paddock. Let's put it that way. She is about to be the head person in charge. Maddie, just just tell us a secret, please. Just tell us a secret. <laughs> Head person in charge. I think that's a great. That's a great title. It, it, um, I mean, you, you really are. You you are you're going to be the head person in charge. And I can't think of a person who, who just encompasses leadership like you do. I, and I mean that. I mean everything about you is, you you're direct, you're blunt, but not blunt where you go. You know what? You talk to me like that one more goddamn time. I mean they're kind of blunt where you go. Okay, and you're all listening, and you're going okay, and you you can you can lead people. And I mean that you lead people because just the way you are as a person. So enough further ado, please tell the people the secret. Thank you. I am very, very, very pleased to announce that this year, my motorcycle racing team, Sekhmet International, Motor, Sekhmet International Motorcycle Racing Team, uh, will be competing in the inaugural Women's Motorcycling World Championship with Lizzie Whitmore and Mallory Dobbs. Congratulations. Now, I'm going to play devil's advocate this whole show because, for one, I have to say devil's advocate, but for one, because you know me, and I hate when men say I'm a feminist. That's the new thing with, with male comics here. I don't know how it is over there, but male comics go, oh, I'm a feminist, and I, I hate that shit more than anything. I'm, I'm, I'm more of a tough love feminist. I, like, I'm, I'm all for, you know, you've seen my show. I had women racers on, and I support it, everything you guys do. I mean, I might talk a, a good game or whatever, but I'm all about the women's movement and everything else, and I think this is great. But why do you think having a women's international world championship is important as opposed to people saying, well, you know, you have people like Maria Herrera and, and Anna Carrasco who race with the men and actually Anna won a championship. So why, why is the need for a women's world championship? Yeah, I think this is a question that I've seen occur across the internet for quite a few months now before this championship was launched. And I get it. I get it. I do understand why people are skeptical and hesitant. And I understand that. Um, But looking at this championship, I think those people have to say to themselves, there's a few different angles here that are important. First of all, we know that people feel safe in their communities. Motorsport generally is not a large community of female racers. So we know that. So this championship actually allows for women and and of a similar class and a similar level to compete against one another. So that's point one. Point two, I think this championship's entry point in terms of the cost is as a new team, particularly, who has great goals that exceed the World Superbike Paddock in the coming years, um, where does someone like me get a start? This is These are the kind of questions you have to ask yourself. I always wanted to be in motorsport. I always wanted to do this, uh, not necessarily run a team. That wasn't my always my first thought, but I always knew that this was going to be my future. Uh, and how, how would someone like me get an opportunity to have have a future like this without this championship. This is also my start. This is my platform. Um, so I think those are those, that, those are kind of the ways that you have to look at it. Um, I also think that because there's such a minority of women in the mixed classes, they kind of tend to get picked on if they come more than 10th, right? Um, we know that Anna Carrasco, for example, hasn't actually had the best track run in Moto3. And 
Maria Herrera might finish, you know, more than 10th a couple of times a season. Um, and people inherently dislike them. And rather than criticize them on their skill, um, sometimes they'll just criticize them for being women. But actually what's fantastic about the Women's World Championship is it's a very equal playing field in terms of skill and ability. Mm -hmm. When the visor goes down, you have to ask yourself when you're watching the race, do you care that they're women or do you just like really good motorcycle racing? Because that's what you're here to watch. That's what this is at the end of the day. It's just another class. Yes, it's dedicated to women, but ultimately when that visor's down, nobody cares if, they have, if they're women or not. You're watching a race. They're races. That's what matters. So that's kind of my response to that. And I do understand people's hesitation, particularly when we look at things like the W Series um, and, and some other female dedicated sports or, or series in sports. They've really struggled. And I think what I've noticed about this championship so far is that realistically the motorcycling community tends to be actually quite patient and tolerant, I think might be a very good word, um, of new new things. Um, we haven't heard a lot of noise from Dawner about this championship. Okay, the marketing behind it's been very, very quiet and a lot of it will come to the teams and there's a reason for that. They don't want it to fail the way that other series have. Um, even the way that they're speaking about the races, they're calling them what they are, athletes, races. We're not leading with this uh, sort of pink feminist movement. It's not really about that. It is about giving a minority community in sport an opportunity to be seen on an equal playing field against their equals. Um, and I think that the opportunity with the Women's World Championship will lead to further opportunities in racing. Uh, I don't think by any means it's the final destination for women in the sport. Now, who's running uh, the uh, the Women's World Championship? Like, is, is it a man? or And I don't know if it makes a difference, but sometimes representation does make a difference because if it's a woman running it, she kind of knows how, you know, to talk to people and how, like, and like you said, like, it's, it's a championship, it's a racing championship, but maybe a certain language or whatever gets by uh, a woman would see that different than a man would see it. So is it a man running it or is it a woman running it? And are there women on the board who say, hey, listen, you can't say that, say they're racist. And like you said, say they're athletes, which I think this that's things I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. There's things I wouldn't pick up until you just said that. Athletes, like, yes, they're athletes, but, and I didn't get that. So who's running it? I mean, I think the the series itself has been run by, by Dorna in conjunction with the FIM. The FIM Women's Commission has put an incredible amount of work into this. Yannicka Yu, who's the president of the Women's Commission, um, has done a lot of work in terms of how we view our athletes in this sport period because I think people hear Women's Commission and they go, oh, it's all women and it's just females and no one cares, when actually the Women's Commission exists for all people. Um, it is the, the the sort of authority in within the FIM on, you know, accessibility, uh, visibility, um, making sure that minorities are heard and seen in this sport. And the reality is we within it might not see ourselves as minorities, but only 21% of the viewing audience is not male. So in actual fact, we are. And that's okay, but how do we increase that viewership and how do we make women of all nationalities uh, feel welcome in the sport? So I know that the, the FIM Women's Commission has done an incredible amount of work on Dorna's side, the onboarding uh, has been led by two people, Olga Yates and David Bossa. David is the head of uh, business development in World Superbike and Olga is the sporting and, and talent uh, person. And she's put a lot of effort into this. We've had many phone calls and many emails. Um, but I think in terms of our riders, you only need to look at who's been accepted into this championship you know Emily Bondi for example out of France she's been mentored by the likes of Xavier Simeon for years now wow. um, so when you look at our championship and you look at our races who have been brought into this championship it's it's definitely a team effort across the board and and I for one am so proud to look at that entry list with such an amazing mix that has to be the most mixed group of nationalities in motorcycle racing 
on the international stage right now. It is incredible. Um, and there's been so much mentorship throughout this from people like Xavi Simeon and, and others. Uh, and that's, that's amazing. That really is amazing because it does wonderful things for people like him and myself who, as you know, I've worked in, I've done my time in national paddocks as well. I've worked in BSB, I've worked in Australian Superbikes, I've worked with young athletes, managed their sponsorship, got them overseas, uh, helped them live a life as a young person as well as an athlete. Um, and for us, that's, this is quite a rewarding experience. Now, now, I, I, do you get any pushback from from women sometimes because sometimes women don't support other women and that always pisses me off but it's like anything else it's like I think sometimes they feel like oh we don't need this we're just as good as men and they might just try to distance themselves from this so have you gotten any pushback at all from women yeah absolutely um funnily enough it's always from other people's parents um <laughs> which is always interesting um and there there is naturally going to be pushback but i have to say again if you're pushing back against a championship that is just a championship it's just a class do you care that they're women or do you just want to watch good motorcycle racing because again once that visor's down yeah. a you can't tell right? B, it's a race. Why do you care what the sex of the person on the bike is? And that's really what this championship is about. It's about challenging perceptions. It's about creating visibility and opportunities. You know, I'm, you know, you said something earlier and I want to let you talk though, I, is that uh, whenever any of the women raced, you know, when I watched uh, Anna race, when I watched Maria, I actually was looking for them and rooting for them more than anybody. Cause I was like, I mean, I really did. I wanted them to win more than anybody or get points more than anybody. Cause I just, I just felt that, that I know how it is to be that, that minority within the majority, you know what I mean? And so I pulled for them more and you know, Maria always got points in Moto E. She really, she always got points and she was always up there. But my whole thing uh, was, and I, I might be staring away a little bit from the championship was that I always felt like how they did in, in pack racing and don't get me wrong not, not everybody is a pack ra pack racing is dangerous so I, I I was always wondering like was there a difference between pack racing with women or do they have that kind of aggressiveness aggressiveness we know when they're racing is that a word I made that word up I make a lot I of like words it. up well, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean if I are they just as aggressive as a man when it comes to push comes to shove or are they gonna throw that elbow out and do what they have to do to win rubbing's racing <laughs> that's all I have to say okay. I think um you know I'll give you a really great example of it right Lizzie Whitmore who races for me now Yes. This is a road racer by trade, right? She races things like Oliver's Mound. She's tough as nails. Yes, she is. I don't think she's scared to be in a pack in a circuit race. Yeah. I don't think any of these athletes are scared to be in a pack in a circuit race. I don't think that's a bother to them. Um, I think, you know, actually quite a few people have reached out to me and gone, shit, I can't say you have great balls of fire because you, you you don't have balls. I'm like, thank you. That is true. I don't. But they, they recognize suddenly that this is so cool. The fact that these athletes are willing to go, yeah, I'm just as capable, which they are, um, put themselves out on the world stage and actually have a go of it and make a good time of it. Absolutely. I don't see what the, the hesitation is. And I mean, if we're talking about technicalities, um, and physicalities, like for the most part, women tend to be lighter than men. So I expect that they'll go fast more than that. The R7 is hev uh, heavier than a MotoGP bike. Wow. So that'll be quite interesting to watch too. I mean, I, I, this concept that women can't race MotoGP or this, that, and the other, it's, it's total bullshit because the bike's heavier. If you can pick up an R7, you could probably ride a prototype bike. Yeah. I don't see why that wouldn't be wouldn't be possible. And that's why this championship, again, is important because it will create pathways to things like the CEV Moto2 uh, championship in Europe. It'll create things uh, like pathways to super sport classes in World Superbike. Um, I think the challenge in this sport is always getting a seat that's comfortable uh, and, and, and reliable right. in a team. Um, and that's what people and athletes of all, all categories struggle with. Um, and that's something that I, I was very, very proud of when I started this project, the, the outcomes for my team, all of my staff were important to me. Everybody has a place on this team and they're paid to be here. 
I'm not taking money from anyone to run this team outside of our sponsors and our business. We're a business, you know, that's our job. Um, and again, it comes back to giving people a sense of pride in their work. It comes back to giving people a place where they belong. And it also means that they're motivated to do really, really well. And that's what creates good racing. How does it feel with having the title boss? I know team, <laughs> pr team principal, whatever. I mean, honestly, to know that you are the one in charge. I mean, when you walk in the paddock, all eyes are going to be on you. It's like Tupac, all eyes on me. So it's going to be all eyes on you when you walk. You're going to be the one that represents the team. You're going to be the one that go, hey, that's the, that's the person you want to talk to right there. You're the one. I mean, how does that feel? feel i mean with just knowing that that everything relies on you it's on your shoulders you're the one that's going to be successful this team i tell you what i um on the lead up to announcing this everything was perfect right i had not stuffed up on a single thing the fact that and i am like an argus the cap the fact that i had kept this a secret for eight or nine months yeah. do you know how hard that was for me you know how and it was, for me, not, I was for, me, for me not to say anything too i was like what is it bt i was like all right all right so yeah yeah but um i everything had been perfect up until the launch except for the tweet i'd had a little typo in the tweet i was like damn it but everything else was fine but um it was it was a really interesting conversation between myself and my business partner, Dennis Baddeley, and we were discussing how we're going to announce this. I said, I want to, you know, I want to tell the true story. And he's like, you have to be, remember something, Maddie, which is you're like one of 0.5% of female team owners in the world across motorsports, maybe like that's just a, a, across world racing. You would, you're not one of many. So let's not be, off the rails and I was like oh okay and I actually I went to bed that night and I was having like the biggest knots in the pit of my stomach and I was like oh shit I got myself I was like oh what have I done I've got myself into her and you, it's it's so funny you do have those moments of like complete and utter self-doubt yeah. um total stress I was like what have I done and I, I had to sit down and, and look at our business plan and, and where we're going to be in the next year 18 months five years and I was like, nah, stuff it. You've worked too hard to be scared. Just hit send. And I hit send and my phone and my computer went off like a frog in a sock. And I've never been so humbled and grateful and so thrilled with the work that we've done um, and our team. Our team is just, I, I'm so proud of us. Um, I'm, I'm proud of all the work that has we've put into this to get this here. Uh, and we're, it's only just beginning. The hard work has started now. So I, I think that was quite a realizing that I, my why was always I'm creating the opportunities that don't exist for everyone in my team, mechanics, my marketing and sales assistant, press officer, myself, my business partner, my races. Um, that was my why that came about through friendships and all sorts of things and the people I love and care about. And I had that realization like, okay, I did that. Now I've got to like steer this ship and that's quite daunting. And I'm not a stranger. I'm not a stranger in the place that I work and I live and what I've created. Um, but it's, an, it's, it's really rewarding to have a team kind of come together in the way that you envisioned it. Man, I just that, that just warms my heart because honestly, down deep inside, one of my goals in life is to win the lottery. And if I do, I want to I want to be a team owner for a Moto three team. I mean, because yeah. I just think to mold those kids, you know, when they're 18, 19, to mold them and have made champions or whatever and watch them grow. I just want to be the one that I, I'm, you know, they're the clay and I mold them. Then they grow, you know, and spread out and they run and they go away. But I want to be the one that's starting. That's always want to be a Moto three team owner. So hearing you talk, it's like, oh, I, I, I love it. I'm soaking it in. Now I'm thinking about just quitting comedy and joining you and being your flunky so I can sit by you and then and they be the black Christian Horner, you know. And just come go. with us for the whole year. The door is open. You're welcome to come with us. I don't know. If, I don't know. I don't know if your husband would like me sleeping in a van. I mean, I'll eat the pizza, but I don't know. If, I don't know. All three of us. He's not, he's not going to be there. So I sat down with Simon and we looked at our calendars for the year ahead. We're going to see each other about 12 times this year, maybe. Yeah. Because this is in the World Superbike Paddock. 
and well, he's in MotoGP. Yeah, well, they're, they're, yeah, make him feel real well. Hey, look, man, I'll be you. I'll be with your wife. So you go to MotoGP, and me and your wife are traveling in the van and eat, and eat pizza together. So have a good time, Simon. And he'll be like, what? Okay. <laughs> so, he's yeah. a he, I don't think I need a babysitter. It's okay. You're welcome. You can come along. <laughs> man, don't tip me with a good time, because you know me. I always said that, honestly, World Superbike, period, is great racing. I mean, as far as the racing, racing, it's, it's just good. It's MotoGP. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, but MotoGP is MotoGP, but World Superbike is a great place to be. And I just think with this addition to this women's series, I think it's going to be awesome. And I always said that if you don't look at the news, it's a better time. I mean, the, the time is right now, and I, it's just yeah. beautiful. I mean, what and what the USA do, is doing with the uh, ride train race with the Royal Enfield, you guys are doing with this, and I, I, I love. And I was want to know who do you look at as your like blueprint or the person that you, uh, I know, like kind of maybe model yourself after, or who you're gonna call when things go bad um, and go, you know. I have to say, this process has brought me so many has introduced me to so many people you know I think within the MotoGP paddock this was no secret um the people that needed to know I was doing this knew that I was doing this and as a result of that it brought me to people like Freddie Spencer and anyone listening to this will probably go watch because you know I I was also a journalist at one time um it brought me to BTR in Moto America Alexandra Catty and I have developed an amazing friendship throughout this experience. And she's actually kind of that person that I call and go, Oh my God, like, can I, can I just get your, your thought on this? Or what do you think about this? Or, you know, we were working together with BTR as well. I mean, through our agency, we, we, we we're looking to for ways to work together in the future to, to help that series off its feet even further. So for me, it's been, launching two businesses at once, um, meeting a, a plethora of people who up until this point were really inaccessible to me um, and actually having the support from inside the paddock, especially at you know, MotoGP level um, and World Superbike level, it's it's been so rewarding. But I think at the end of the day, the the, the person who I turn to most is always going to be my business partner, Dennis Baddeley. Uh, DB used to be the head of marketing for Suzuki MotoGP in the yeah. 2000s. Mm-hmm. He's worked with Abrath, Yamaha. He's he's done the work. Um, and he is just this creative and commercial genius. And we, we are very aligned on why we're doing this. Uh, when it comes to what we're modeling our team off of, uh, we, we kind of break the mold. Um, I think, and I think you'll start to see that develop through our social media. Um, what's really important to me is I get to come to work and laugh. I actually want to like my job. I want to love my job. I want to feel good about my work. That's what and I do every, all, I, every time I go to work. That's, that's my job. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, you know, towards the end of last year or maybe the beginning of last year, I found my, my work a little bit stale um, as a journalist and, after TT, after we chatted in like June or July of last year, do you remember I said to you, yes. just watch what happens next? Yes. Give me six steps. This was what I was working on at that time. Look at this. Um, see? Look at that. Always got a plan. Always got a plan. Always, always thinking of something. Always hustling. But, um, that was, like I said, I started the team for a reason and with purpose. It was to give opportunities to the people I care about. I've been able to do that. Um, and I, I want to be different. I don't want to be, I don't, I don't want to send a press release that's boring to read. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I actually liked, I like to poke the bear. We're here to win respect. We're here to respect our, our competitors, to race against them and to also poke the bear because it's really fun and you should. There's no, there's no reason why you shouldn't. People want to have fun. Well, I, I tell you what, last night I followed b- both your accounts on my Instagram, Tales from a Gemini, and my BT account. I followed I followed your race team and on X, which is formerly Twitter. I'm following you and everything. I'm so into you guys. I am so into you. <laughs> and, I, and I really think that being with S- WSBK is actually, in a way, it's kind of better because 
what they they know, and this is no disrespect at all. They know they're like you know it's GP here and they're here, so they do things a little more fun. Like man, that that it, the paddock is a party in WSBK. It really is. I mean, it is a party. So with Michael Hill doing what he does, when you know when the riders win, they get up to the podium and they come uh, around the like the red carpet and the and the crowd is there. It's a party. And I think when those girls win and they go on that podium and they're coming through the crowd and they're gonna get high fives. It's just gonna make it that much better. I think it, and I think that's the right series to be with is WSBK because they're gonna celebrate. It. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be new. And Michael Hill knows how to bring that party fun atmosphere out of him. You're gonna see with Lissy's great personality, and you know, and Mallory's is a little more crazy than you think she is. She's funny also in her own little way. So I just think it's gonna be just. Awesome, and I'm glad it is WSBK, probably rather than MotoGP. You know what I mean? I think it's the right place for this. I also think that World Superbike is very accessible, and I think that's the difference here. And, again, when we're thinking about when we use terms like diversity, women in sport, um, accessibility is a key part of that Yes. when we think about minority groups, and I think World Superbike has nailed that. Um, and I think that's reflected also in the entry list. That is the definition of a global sport. That is what a global sport should be. Um, and I think the entry list, given what, what was it, 18, uh, 18 nationalities from 24 countries is phenomenal. Uh, and I think that poses as a challenge now to other championships in motorcycle racing, world championships, uh, to say, hey, if a new championship can make pathways that didn't exist, uh, no matter how murky the water has been, because it's not been a very clear set path, believe me. Um, but if they can do that, then why are we not doing this in other parts of our sport as well? Um, so you're right. World Superbike is a great home for what we're doing. Now, who who are some of the names that are going to be racing? I mean, I know them because I'm I'm a dork, and I'm you know me I absorb everything, so I follow everybody on on Instagram because I'm just that type of you know weirdo. I'm just a, a a freak, a racing freak, and everybody goes, yeah, we know. So to anybody else, who is racing? Who's actually going to be in this series? I would hardly call you a freak. Um, well, I mean, the obvious one is uh, Anna Carrasco, isn't it? If she's she's coming back to race this series. I think. Um, She's very well known. I think people will find, I think people will be surprised at what happens with, with Anna in this series because I do think this series will be harder than people imagine it to be. Um, there's Taylor Ralph from Australia, which is fantastic. I'm so pleased for her. Taylor's been the, um, the, the what is it, social media manager at Phillip Island Circuit for a couple of years now. Uh, she, in her own right, is a journalist. She's worked TV and radio in Australia as well, uh, and she's a very capable motorcycle rider who is self-funding herself to do this. And I think that, again, shows a little bit of Australian tenacity. Um, <laughs> and it's it's great to be represented like that, I think, for both Taylor and myself. It's really nice to know that there's a couple of Australians walking around saying, g'day. How are you? Um, so I'm, I'm very pleased for her. I'm very proud of her. Um, there's Emily Bondi, who I'd mentioned before, who's been mentor, uh, mentored by Xavier Simeon. I'm very pleased for her. And I know that Xavier has, he, he you, you get this sense with rider coaches and rider mentors and, and team managers like myself and others. Um, we, we would do anything to defend our riders and, he talks about her so confidently for the person she is and her capability as a rider as well. Uh, so I'm ex I'm actually really excited to see her out on track because I think she'll be she'll be good competition on and off track in the best way. Um, so there's there's some great names in there. I think you know Mallory is going to be one to watch. I I really believe that not just because I'm her team manager, but I think being able to race Super Hooligans, yes, which is a big bulky like. Yes. backside of a bike um yeah I don't I don't I wouldn't I think she's sort of towards the, the topper end of this and I think she'll surprise people no pressure Mal if you're listening um <laughs> <laughs> and obviously I've got Lizzie Whitmore who I just adore 
Uh, first of all, she reminds me of a bottle of champagne. You know, when you open the bottle of champagne and the bubbles go everywhere, that's yes. Lizzie. Yeah. To a tea. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. She is. She's just so Northern, so happy-go-lucky. She's Love a great her. ambassador for our sport. Uh, yes. And again, she's her background. She's she she's from Rhodes. She, I think people will be surprised at what she can bring because uh, she's from Rhodes, and I'm oh. I'm really looking forward to seeing that. And what's great about her is I think she had quit for a little bit because she wasn't enjoying herself. And now to see her back being her old self racing, that's what I think what this series is done. I think there's, and I think Anna was uh, was going to retire too. And this came, and there's another racer from Norway that I was going to mm-hmm. have on the show. She said yeah. she was, she was going to be retired and now she's racing. So this is just breathing life into everything, which I think is just odd. And I think every series, I mean, with Moto America, they're going to have the bagger series with Moto GP comes Dakota, which I think is great. And now you have this. And I just think this is going to be, be so awesome to watch because people's careers are going to be pretty, you know, pretty much over. And this is breathing new life into them and giving them a little pep in their step. And I just yeah. think this is going to be. And, I, I was, and do you remember that journalist from Hungary? She's a MotoGP journalist. Nikki. Nikki, Nikki. Kavex. Is she, man, I hate to her own, but is she like a little uh, to, to race? Because I, I mean, she's, she was an accomplished racer and she went to guitar and she placed in there. There was a division. I forget. She told me because she was on the show and I'm thinking, can you coax her back into racing? Cause I think she'd be a great racer. I remember when it was announced, I was, I didn't ask her, but you know, when you're looking at someone and I was like, I wonder if that's what she's thinking. Um, I love Nikki. Nikki is a, I would, I would consider Nikki a friend of mine. We speak pretty regularly and, and I, I, I get along with her very, very well. Um, again, I think this, the other thing with this championship is it is new. So despite all the effort that we're putting in, we still, we all still have to prove ourselves. Um, so there's still a long, long way to go with all of that. Um, but I think, yeah, you're right. This championship brings life back and, Again, it comes back to what the FIM Commission is doing right now, which is how can we keep women engaged with this sport? Because they tend to be, uh, they, they t- there's this misconception, right, that women get more sponsorship because they're women. And it's just yeah. fundamentally not true. Actually, it's much harder because there is this inherent skeptic- skepticism. Um, you're a minority which doesn't necessarily mean that you get most of the spotlight or, you know, you have all of the support and capability. Um, So I think this championship has done wonders in terms of women being able to go out and say, actually, I'm on the world stage. I am a world championship rider. So if you're not looking at me seriously uh, for sponsorship endeavors, what are you doing? Because again, when the visor goes down, nobody actually cares if they're women. You just want to watch good racing on the world championship stage. That's it. Well, listen, I want to be like a, a brolly boy for your team. I mean, you can I come and you can come and hold the brolly for us I'm, I'm anytime. Not gonna, I'm not gonna wear like like you know booty shorts or nothing like that. But I won't make you do that because okay. I'm a big believer in. <laughs> You dress, you know, you have to be dressed for the job you're doing. And if you're in the paddock, we don't need, you know, you can be, you can be dressed for the job we're in. I'll, I'll give I'll, you a brolly. You're welcome to it. I'll just like this. I'll just like, and I'll hold it over, over either Lizzie's or Mallory's head. I mean, I don't, you know, it doesn't matter to me. I can give you some lessons. It was my first job in motorsport. I, I know. I remember that. I remember that. I'll, I'll do it. And I know when to leave the paddock and I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll give him a handshake or whatever. And I'll, you know, I'll, I'll do my little job. But I, I'm serious. When you, when I knew, when I knew this was happening, I was like, you know what? I go, and I've always said, if, if comedy could have like a little break, have a season, you know, and the summer would be the perfect season, have a break from comedy and come back in the fall. I would, I would do that in a heartbeat and work for you to work in a racing paddock. Oh my God. I mean, there's three places I, I would love to be. That's a movie set, which I've been before. That's um, uh, uh, a comedy club, which I love. And there, no, there, to me, there's no other place in the paddock. Smelling that, just the, 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 the bikes rev up and the smell of that, the burning oil. I mean, that's where I want to be. There's three places I love being. And that's one of them. And also a pizza place. But those are three places <laughs> I love being. I love pizza. But there's three places I love to be. So, yeah, I mean, I just might just fly over and be like, all right, I'll be the driver of the truck, whatever you need me to do polish the bikes up because i'm not good mechanical wise i could polish the bikes up give the girls a pep talk i don't know whatever you need me to do i'll do it oh we appreciate that the door is always open (laughs) 
Now, hey, now, are you going to – have you talked to the Angeles team from uh, Italy? Because, I mean, what they did this year, what it's it's understated. Uh, uh, Aurora Angelucci, I love what she has been doing uh, and uh, in Moto3. I mean, I think, honestly, if uh, Ivan Artola would have kept it up, I think he could have been top three in the championship. I think he could have won it. Uh-oh. Are you okay? Are you okay? I'm so sorry. My dad's just like, no, I can't. You're here now. What's wrong? Tell me. Can you open the car door? Tell the passenger to open it. Okay. Love you. Bye. Sorry. Tell dad to say bye. Tell dad to say bye. BT says bye to BT, my friend that I'm doing an interview with. He says goodbye. Love you. Bye, dad. I'm at so just so I don't actually live here I don't live in Australia it's 6 30 in the morning at the moment I'm just I had the week between Malaysia and Qatar I was like I have to come and see my family um so that's why I'm here look what you do for me in a different room look what you do for me the things you do for me (laughs) 6 30 in the morning I I, only thing I would do at 6 30 morning is uh leave because that means it's a drug raid so I would I would go out the back (laughs) I would go out the back window I'm not getting up at 6 30 morning for nobody so it'd have to be the police and I'm leaving it's like get that knock. yeah and then like, okay i'm gone so anyway, anyway you back to me. your question i mean <laughs> i i didn't actually speak to the angelus team um and i knew but i did know quite early on that they weren't going to be in this championship um they solely have their focus where they are and i think that's great again i i do feel in some senses that um if you're established already, is this championship necessary? I mean, we now have a factory team and a single make championship, which I found to be quite interesting. But again, I I think if you've already done the work to be somewhere else like Moto3 and you're working incredibly hard in in your national championships as well, developing talented young young riders, uh, do you need to be here? And that's fine if you don't need to be. I think that's, you know, um, Aurora's done a lot of work and she's she's credible credible in her own right um and again this is what i said in the beginning this is a start not only for the riders but for other people like me who can come in and shake things up a little bit and that's how it should be viewed i think i don't think there's a problem with that at all i love aurora's too when i was in silverstone i I, I already had her on the show like i think a month before so when i was in silverstone i I went to the paddock and i saw the girl with the the glasses the one that does i don't know what she does to the team i think with the tires or whatever and she's always so serious looking i go is Aurora here and she goes and she goes follow me and so i follow her and she always has this serious look on her face and she was busy working i just asked her a question and we went looking for aurora and she found aurora for me i said thanks and she went back to work but she has this serious look on her face and then i think she saw me leave that comment on on her instagram and she and then now she follows me on instagram and, and she, she's so funny to me because she's always so serious looking she's always like this and she's i mean she works hard and here i am going hey where's aurora i just want to say hi to her and she stopped what she was doing got up and we went looking for her aurora and to me it just kills me because she's so she's so serious looking and for me to get her to do that it was i, I felt almost bad but we I mean, we went and found her and she's so cool i love her i love i yeah. just love that whole team what they're doing and also i love the rider from italy also denise del Zotto, who raced in yeah. bsb is she gonna be in the series do you know no she isn't but denise is a friend of mine i love denise um, she used to race with Jacob Hatch, uh, yes. for affinity racing. So that's yep. how I know Denise. We, we, yeah, we've had some good laughs over the years. Um, she's brilliant as well. And like I said, I think this, this is year one. This is year one within two years of this championship. My riders shouldn't be here anymore. That's not a bad thing. And I'm not kicking them off my team by any means. And if we're winning championships, we'll see what happens. But the goal is they have goals as well. There are places that they want to go. And if this is the start to get them there, then absolutely we'll take them there. This is what this is for. You nailed it. Because I remember I was talking to Reggie Jackson, not the name drop, but the, the baseball player, Hall of Fame baseball player. I happened to see meet him in uh, in Monterey years ago. And he said it. He goes, when you're, uh, you know, in like the minors, he goes, you don't want to know where the best restaurants are. You don't want to know this. You want to be there. You want to be focused on what you got to do so you can get to the place where you want to get. And that's perfect. What you just said is perfect. You want to use it as a stepping stone. 
you know, to get to where you want to get. But be, that being said, if this, if let's just say your team wins a championship, and let's just say you become the most famous person in the paddock, will you be like a deadbeat dad and leave us for a Formula One if Formula One came knocking? I mean, what, let's just say, let, I mean, we all know uh, Christian, you know, who is in trouble with, you know, who. And let's just say in a couple of years, let's just say Red Bull gets shaken up a little bit and they need a team principal. And you say your team is kicking ass. Right. And they go, you know what? What would be more perfect for somebody to come in Formula One than a woman and win a championship? And we really would submit ourselves as being, you know, a leader of the pack in that way. And they came to you knocking with a, with, and they backed a truckload of money to your door. <laughs> and they said, Maddie, would you be form our Formula One team principal for a Red Bull? Would you leave racing and be like a deadbeat dad and go, hey, see ya? Would you do that? I think, right. I, I have a very long-term strategy with Sekhmet. I really, really do. Um, I think in 12 months' time, people will be like, holy shit. I really do believe that. And I think that's happening much quicker than I ever anticipated it would. Um, I had a very great phone call last night with a very great person in the industry who will be coming on board very soon. Um I would say just watch this space. I don't think I'd ever leave motorcycling at all, at all. It's my home. It's my heart. It's it's the community that welcomed me back after all of my own hardships. It is the place that I feel safest. Um, I, I don't think Red Bull's ever going to come knocking on my door, but you never know. You never know. I say that, but I mean, I'm like, I'm, I'm confident in maybe some other people around. You but didn't I, say no. You didn't say no, Maddie. You didn't say no. You I don't think I myself, I don't think I see myself in Formula One. Our business, however, different kettle of fish. We bring <laughs> talent. That's what we do. We're oh, a talented business. You yes, never know. You, you never know. That's you always gotta leave the door open. Yeah, you know what? It never hurts to listen to a proposal, right? Never hurts. No, well, I mean, like, look at Massimo Rivola. He's done it. He's been there, done that. Uh, Davide Brivio is another example of that. It's it's nice. You can you can bounce on and off from Formula One, but I don't. I personally, my heart, and my life is in motorcycling. I mean, we all love it, but like I said, man, if that truckload of money. It gets backed up to your house and you, you get life, money. Yeah, but you get life changing money. I'm talking life changing, the kind of money that people go, I make money. And then all of a sudden you see the money they're offering you go, oh, my God. Well, you know, you know, my business partner worked in um, in Formula One for like 30 years. He was working for McLaren as a CMO and he's done a lot of work in Formula One. Um, so I think. But actually, our combined experience is perfect because I've got like the modern MotoGP era, and he has the classic Formula One <laughs> and MotoGP era. So together, we've we've I think there's about fifty or sixty years of experience between us, mm -hmm. which is just stunning. Obviously, it's not majority me; it's all Botox. <laughs> you see, um, I don't actually look like this, but uh, no, I think I think between us, there's an incredible amount of experience, and I. I love this. I love my project. This is my home. Segment's my baby. Um, this is what's important to me. You have got to tell the people how this the the name came about. It's the greatest story ever, and it's just like because I mean, honestly, when I saw it, I go, "Is that racing? How do you pronounce this?" And then you told the story, and I was like, "Oh my god!" So please tell us the story and how you got the name. Well, I'll tell you the I'll tell you the true story, all right? Because I think it's far more reflective of of who I am. Um, because let's keep in mind, I am twenty eight years old as well, and I don't mind that. I have and no happy belated, with that. happy belated. By the way, it was just uh, so happy, you. happy belated. Yes, yes. I made it through twenty seven. Twenty seven is objectively the hardest year of your twenties, I think. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was um I was having a coffee with a friend of mine on the Isle of Man, and was all feeling a bit sorry for ourselves. It was like the Sunday after the senior, this is what happens. You know, you, you finished all your racing and you go out and you celebrate with your friends. But we were, I was actually feeling a bit sorry for myself for other reasons. I think I'd seen my friends have a really hard time of it. I'd seen teams come to a very important race, completely underprepared um, and putting riders at risk, which really, really bothered me. Uh, and I have no problem saying that. Um, and I was having a coffee with my friend and I was like, I should start my own motorcycle racing team. I could do this, like just full of delusion essentially. 
And uh, Lama, she turned around and she said to me, you remind me of this this god named Sekhmet. And I was like, go on, tell me more, sticking my coffee away. And she goes, she was like the god of war, but also the protector of people. So we Googled her and it turns out she's like born from the eye of Ra, the sun god. So she's born from this ball of fire. She's uh, She is the, the god of war, uh, but she's the protector of people. Um, and the only way to calm this girl down in a fit of rage was to get her drunk uh where she promptly went to sleep and I thought about it as she laughed she was like that sounds just like you I was like that's pretty funny that's pretty funny also very eerie it was it was so like if I ever have a team this is what I'm going to call it from day one that was and that was all Lama's idea and um two weeks later I found myself at Hareth where they announced the the women's world championship and I was like red car theory red car theory that's this is it this is my this is how I start this this is the chance I'm taking um and that's why we named the team segment for that reason and I think it's very personal and I had somebody say to me people go through accidents and they stay quiet about it why can't you and I was like so you're literally telling people they can't be successful after coming back from a horrific thing happening to them please go elsewhere this isn't for you yes um so that was, that's why we named the team that. And, you know, if you know anything about my story, just briefly, I was, I was in a fire that burnt 60% of my body. I had to learn to walk again and all of these horrific things. And I think it's our team and, and being a leader of our team. I, I, I'm so immensely proud of, of that, that I can bring that hardship and that determination into our team and sort of have it be the foundation of, of who we are and what we're doing. Because I, 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 am a, I, I am a leader now. That is what I have to do. And I want to lead my team to success. Well, you, Mallory, and Lissy all have been on the Tales from a Gemini podcast. Um, and so I think it should be, I should be, it should be Tales from a Gemini racing also, like on a little bit of a, <laughs> On just a little bit on the maybe the ass tank or something like that. Maybe I'll, I'll see put, what I can do. Maybe, maybe I'll do a little sponsorship. Maybe I could, I don't know what I could buy of the team. Maybe the socks, I guess. Maybe I mean, I can afford that. I can, <laughs> we I can, can have sponsored socks. Look, we are creative, right? This is the thing about motorcycle racing. There's not a lot of real estate on the bike, right. but there's a hell of a lot we can do. On the helmet. Maybe get some stickers, put a Tales from Gemini on the helmet and ha- have me like this. Like I'd like that actually. That would be good. How <laughs> great would that be? And I could give you guys those, you know, a little money here and there. And we're all in the podcast together and we all do it through. Oh my gosh. The we'll possi- talk. We'll talk. <laughs> the possibilities are unlimited. And then we go to Africa. I'll do the talking there. We do the we go to Africa. I'll do the talking. And we can get some sponsorship there. Who knows? Maybe we have a Nigerian GP. We could do Maybe. this. I mean, you, you never know. You never know. I do the talking. Trust me. I'll do the talking. <laughs> and we can, we, we can I'll trust you with my baby. I'm going to Africa. Okay, Maddie, I got this. Trust me. And we go in and bam, we bring GP back to Africa. What? Probably start in South Africa, obviously. And then they see how we're going. I'll do the talking. Bye. And next thing you know, we're on there, what, for at least two GPs? Come on, Maddie. <laughs> Come on. Well, I think I do agree. I think Africa is one place that needs a, a, a race, a world superbike or a MotoGP race. I think South Africa is, is an obvious choice. We also have a South African rider in this, this championship now as well. Um, weirdly, uh, well, not weirdly, I shouldn't say that, but uh, Turkey came back up on the radar last week as a little, little passing uh, rumor I heard at MotoGP in, in Malaysia last week. So I think, I, I do think like MotoGP, and World Superbike is in an interesting phase of its life at the moment. I think that they've gone through a bit of a decline in the last couple of years and they're on the up now. And I think what Dorna is actually doing is saying, actually, there's a massive difference between MotoGP and World Superbike and we should market the differences between them. And that's exciting as well. That's exciting for our championships. Uh, new track. I mean, like you said, I mean, I think, is it MotoGP is going to, is it you guys going hungry? Who's going to hungry? Yeah. The- yeah, that's my home race technically. Oh, because I, my I, mom's my mom's Hungarian, so that's what I'm calling my home race. We're not going to Australia. So, I can't, uh, Hungary. I can't wait to go to. I mean, I I, I kind of want to go to Hungary because I hear they got great um, uh, vegetarian spots there, and so I want to go to Hungary. And uh, I just it's another country I've never been there before. Who knows? You never know. I might find a wife there. You never know. 
I love Hungary. It's my favorite place. One of one of my favorite places. And it's the only family I have in Europe that's in well, within reach of me. So I can't wait. They're excited to come along to the race too. Oh, there you go. We're going. I'm going at least. So I got I got a friend in Hungary. I got two friends. You and Nikki. I got two friends in Hungary. Yep. You have. Now, what's the hardest part of this job that you didn't foresee? Like the hardest part, you go like, I didn't realize this part was going to be this difficult. Um, I think it's all, it's, I don't know how to explain this. I, I love a challenge. I take challenges in my stride. I enjoy them. They keep me up at night. I occasionally have, you know, small breakdowns about them, uh, like anyone does. Um, but I, I embrace challenges. I love it. A challenge. If you want to motivate me, give me a challenge. I'm that kind of person. Um, and I have to say for our team, there were lots of little challenges simultaneously. So it felt like big challenges, but as we started to work through them, they were just sort of normal run of the mill growing pains for the most part. I think what people always find challenging is always going to be things like sponsorship um, where we're still, we're still chipping away at our sponsorship as well. I mean, I'm quite calm about it. I think our product is a great product. I think what we're able to do with our sponsors goes beyond the standard uh, of what is expected in motorsport. And that has a lot to do with our businesses and how we utilize them. Um, I think that I'm really looking forward to going, going into the future with our sponsors. Um, I think the hardest thing for me was actually making, uh, uh, having the idea of what our team was and our why in everything we do. And it's really easy to diverge from the pathway. Um, but I'm really immensely proud that myself and my business partner have managed to stay on track with that. We are led by our values. We are here to win respect. We're here to have fun. We're here to challenge perceptions. Um, and we do everything we do with a little bit of, you know, laughter and a little bit of glitter, to be honest, um, because there's no rule book. And if there is, there's, yes. there's a way of doing things. It doesn't mean that that's the way it should be done. And we go against the grain a little bit. And I'm, I'm I can see why it's so easy to get off of that course, Yeah. but we stick with our compass and I'm very proud of our ideals, our team, who we've employed, who's actually reached out to us to be involved because they also share the, the same ideals. Um, and that's, you know, when we're talking to brands, we want to talk to brands that think the way that we do. And we love that we're having those opportunities. Um, so it's, it's very easy to diverge and it's very hard to say no to things that don't fit within your um you know, that don't really fit with your ideals, but we, we've done that. We've, we've stayed the course and it's been worth it uh, from our, our staff right through to, to our initial sponsors. So it's, it's, I'm very proud of that. Man, I, I cannot begin to commend you uh, enough. I, I really, I, I look up to people like yourself, you, and like I said, uh, Aurora and Milena. I actually, you know, Milena is one of my favorites also. She goes, I mean, it goes without saying the work she does. She let me uh, see how the, the sausage is made, so to speak, uh, in Silverstone. I guess she yeah. has to watch her work. And I've watched her work a little bit beforehand when she was in Moto2 with um, uh, when Dominique, uh, Dominique was on the team. And I, and I watched inside the paddock what she does. It's unbelievable. I, I love the way she commands respect with that. It's just, it's a team and it's just beautiful. You guys are there together and you win together. And you cry together and you laugh together. And that's just so beautiful. People don't see that. But I've been there and I saw and I see that. And I see you being that way because you, like I said, you're a leader just by you as a person. I mean, if, if I didn't even know you and just watched you, I go, this woman right here is a is a go-getter. She's a doer. <laughs> she really, I mean, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. If I didn't know you and I and I just watched you from afar, that's kind of creepy. But if I just, <laughs> just, just watched you. It's all right. Go, People do it. It's fine. It's on Twitter <laughs> too. Don't worry. <laughs> you, you know what I mean. I watched you from afar and go, this person is a go-getter. And that's what you are. And that's it's beautiful to watch. And I cannot commend you enough for this series. I'm looking forward to it. Is there a place where people can go and see the whole rider list? Uh, for the championship? Yep. 
So actually, if you go and have a look on our Instagram, it's in our tag stories uh, on our, sorry, on our story list on our page. You can go and check it out on the World Superbike website um, and it's on the FIM Live website as well. It is everywhere right now. It's on my Twitter page. Um, yeah, you can't miss it. I, I, oh, I can't wait. I can't, I can't wait. wait. I mean, I can, I'm a bit, I'm still like in a bit of shock about it, but I, that, I can't wait. I'm looking that, forward to it so much. Now, now, what part are you leaving to the riders? Because there's, you know, there's going to be, and this is what I worry about if I was in your position. It's like, I feel like I'm a coach sometimes, but sometimes, and riders getting their own little, you know, they have their own way of doing things because they're athletes, whether it's, they're athletes. So, like, how much are you going to leave it to the riders to, you know, get themselves in shape, make sure they're in shape coming in, make sure they're in race shape? we're currently just going through the motions of supporting them with that now. Um, so that's things like acquiring motorcycles for them to train on. Um, that's all sponsored gigs as well. Um, I think, you know, we, I work closely with, uh, Joe Barr, who's a world cyclist endurance champion. Um, and his wife is a dietitian. So we're in, we're in constant contact as well. And I think, again, it comes back to this team was about creating opportunities and creating jobs and creating work. And that's what we're doing. Right. And it's all contributing to our overall health and well-being. I definitely took a note, a page out of um, Massimo Rivola's book when he brought on a team of personal doctors to his team for not only his riders, for his staff, because everybody matters in this championship. Everybody in this team matters to me. Um, And we have a bigger year ahead of us than I think people are anticipating with just the women's world championship. So we'll kind of need that headspace and that help as well. Um, As for my riders, I think I am, and my staff in general, right. With people like my, my marketing assistant and, and the riders, people need different things from their leaders. Sometimes they need the same thing in a different way. I know with Lizzie, I'm very direct because I have to be. I know with Mallory, it's a bit different. I can, I can have a, a longer kind of wine with Mallory, you know, because we're, we're, we're probably in a different stage of our life, but it wasn't that long ago that I was Lizzie's age either. Right. So it's, (laughs) it's, it's interesting to be able to give people what they need when they need it. And ultimately I think the other day when it went off this, that, that this was happening, they, their social media, their phone, their emails was flooded and, I knew straight away. I was like, I'm going to have to check, check in here. <laughs> like, how are you doing? What's yeah. where, how are you feeling? And I think a lot of it is talking, talking to them about just that, how they feel, because how they feel has a direct impact on how they perform. You know, if you're not well, you don't perform well. Right. So for me, I think that's my job is to always be connected with them and, and be clear with them and, and give them what they need as individuals, because they, they need the same thing, just sort of in different ways. Um, and that's, that's fine. That's my job as a, as a manager, as a leader. I think, you know, it's not any different to how my mentor used to manage me when I was working in, in the events business. He knew that I was, you know, 10 or 15 years younger than everyone else in the team and that I had a completely different way that I needed to be managed. Um, and it's the same in our team for our riders and our staff. I, I, yeah, you get that young energy. Sometimes you got to, it's weird. I mean, I don't know how it is in motorcycle racing, but in other sports, especially like, you know, I grew up in wrestling and football, whatever. And it's like, you know, you just, you want to give them just enough, let let have that aggressiveness, but reel them just enough in to where, man, that tiger's ready to strike. You know what I mean? That's what yeah. you want from your younger riders. You got to know when, when to let them, when to let them attack. And when they're a little old, so the older, right? You know, twenties, whatever, you know, late twenties. I mean, they kind of, they kind of figure it out. They know when to attack when they're like on their own. You know what I mean? Where you don't have yeah. to baby them so much. So is, and and I, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go on. No, I'll ask you also, was it crucial to you to get an American rider? Was that by choice or was it just because, or just because? Um, it's funny. I got, I have been criticized for not taking an Australian rider, which I understand why people would criticize me for that. Um, however, I think when I think about my business, again, we're a global sport, we're a global business. That's how I think about my business. I definitely, America actually came up on my radar by way of, of uh, Alexandra Caddy um, through 
through build, train and race in Moto America. And there were a few things that we were doing and looking at doing. And um, by one way or another, sort of Mallory came to me through a friend of a friend as well. Um, and it just, it just fit so nicely. The first time I spoke to Mallory, I liked her so much. Yes. I just really liked this human being that I was talking to. And for me, it just made sense. It really was a logical fit for our business, What, how we think, how we approach racing. Um, you know, Mallory's an incredibly intelligent human being as well. Um, and I, I, I loved that passion, the fact that she's gone and done the university. She's gone and done the job. Um, she's, she's worked so hard to be a racer, even when odds were against her. Um, and it made sense to me. I didn't, I didn't really, you know, the, the U S is always on my radar as a market and somebody who works as a marketer, yeah. but for me, Mallory was just the right fit. I think anyone in the United States would be incredibly proud to know that Mallory is flying the flag for them because she is just an amazing ambassador to, you know, show that you have potential to do anything in life. I think she's, she is that to a T. I think all the women in that, in that, uh, our, uh, the ride train race program are, are all, they're all like that. I love Mallory. I love what she's doing. And also I love Michaela Moore. Whenever she gets the opportunity, I like to see her on the world stage. Also, uh, she's another bright shining star, man. She, she's uber talented also. So if you ever get a chance to have a, a three rider team or whatever, I mean, <laughs> and you need a, well, I mean, I, I think that look, Michaela didn't go unnoticed by any means. Um, but I think Michaela doing another year in the U.S. isn't going to hurt her either. She's young and yeah. in a good way. She's fast. She's speedy. She wants to defend her title for sure. I'm sure of that. Um, yeah, I, I think there's so much talent that can come out of the U.S. that is there. Um, and I think as teams, we, we need to be looking at that. Um, myself and other teams included in that list and in that profile there. And like I said, I have a great relationship with BTR. I really, really do. Um, there's lots of different avenues and pathways that we're, we're all interested in collaborating on. And it's not just a direct path to, uh, you know, the world championship in world Superbike either. It's things like the CV Moto2 championship. Um, there's, there's lots, there's lots of things there that I think people don't necessarily know about on the surface level, but are just as impactful as what we're doing now if you present it the right way. Man, I'm so damn excited for just racing it, period. I mean, like with all this new things come, like with, the, with you know, the ride train race with you guys, uh, with uh, with the Bagger Series coming to Coda with MotoGP in conjunction with MotoGP. It's just, I'm just so excited right now. It's the greatest. And also, I mean, we got also got Supercross going on. And no one really talks yeah. about it because we we're at, I mean, Supercross, I think, is the best it's been in years as far as the point titles going. So, it's yeah. just the greatest time to be a motorcycle racing fan. I just can't wait. I'm so excited. I really Me too. <laughs> and, and honestly, for, from the bottom of my heart, man, this could not happen to a better person. I'm so happy for you and the team. And I know I'm putting you on the spot, but the top of the head, where do you, who do you see as the front runner for the championship already? Before, before a wheel is turned in anger, as Matt would say, who do you see as the, uh, as the front runner for the championship already? Mallory Dobbs. Think so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. We'll see. Don't get me wrong. I'm I've I've but I have full faith in my team because I really do. I could say Anna Carrasco, I could say Beatrice, maybe. I, I'm sure she'll be at the front. I mean, a factory supported team in in a, in this championship, um, a Yamaha championship will be interesting to see unfold. Um, but I I have confidence in my riders, and I, I think again, year one is always going to be a tough one. But I think they want to turn up and and race. And, you know, I said this, Mallory and I had this conversation last week. There's a 100% chance that anything can happen. And that's the reality. It is in, in the back of your mind, it's it like, like, do you uh, feel like, I hope it doesn't go bad. Like, you guys don't look bad. You know what I mean? There's a, like, that you show up and, and it's the racing that you want it to be. But in the back of my mind, you're hoping, like, okay, I hope this doesn't go wrong. And then people are going to point the finger and go, aha. Because always 100%. Those people 100%. Okay. But also, if people are talking about me, then do I have anything to worry about? 
Like I'm not, this is the thing, right? It's year one. Nobody, nobody expected me to get this far, right? So if I get to the end of year one, having minimal or reasonable success, I have nothing to complain about. I really don't. And I think the, the, I think this will be a competitive and challenging championship by all means. I really do. I think the talent is is diverse. I think it'll be interesting to see it unfold. I'm interested to see how those relationships off the grid unfold because we're all in a, in a shared space and that'll be really interesting because you can't miss me when I walk in the room. I'm, I'm loud. Um, so I, I, I'm looking forward to it. And again, this is what it's about. You've got to turn up and poke the bear, make the bear. And it's fun. It's supposed to be fun. Um, and anything can happen. That's 100% correct. I don't know. At the end of the day, my job is done, right, when the, girl, when the riders are on the bike. I don't have to think about th- that's their job. My job is everything else. My job is to be their support system. My job is to make sure that they're healthy and they're fit. My job is to make sure that they're paid and looked after. Um, All of my staff. And I hire people to worry about the other stuff. That ain't my job. That's not my job. I hire people who are good at what they do to handle that. Man, Mal, man, I, I can't wait. I really can't. Can't wait for the first race. Can't wait to see you. Are you going to be in Portimao? You're going to be in Portimao? I will be. I will be in Portimao for MotoGP as well. I will be. Um, I'm in Portimao. Matter of fact, I think today I'm going to go ahead and get the uh, my hotel and get my uh, my car. Mm-hmm. What, what city should I stay in? Do you know? What city should I stay in? What, I don't what, even. I don't what, know. I always stay in the van. We camp. I have no idea. Well, I know. Well, I, I bet your husband up on, on, on direct message on Twitter. I don't know how many times. And I think he's like, look, God damn it. Just, just get a place. Just get, just a, get place. a place. I know I got to be annoying the fuck out of him, but you know that's just what I do. So yeah, I'm I'm so excited. I, I really am. I'm excited. I'm I'm gonna see you in Portimao, and who knows? Maybe I could tweet talk you into being a, 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 the VP of and, and just just in case something happens to you, maybe you get you know maybe a cold or something. I can run the team for one race. I don't know. We'll a cold one. Look, it burns. If I couldn't walk and that didn't stop me, a cold's not going to stop me either. But we'll see what happens. Well, you I'll keep know. you posted. Just send your CV. And, and I'll have a look and see. Miss <laughs> Maddie Patterson, I love talking to you. It's like our third time talking. It never gets old. I learned new things with you. I learned the Colombian flu with you. And now I learned that you are a team Stop. principal. <laughs> so, it's like- the, greatest, the greatest line in my journalistic career ever delivered. It was, it was the remnants of a Colombian flu. Wow, I'll never forget that. I can't believe I published that. <laughs> well, hey, I learned something new every day. It's all because of you. I can't wait. Look forward to the team. Look forward to talking to Mallory. Thank you so much, uh, Maddie. I really, I mean it. I'm, I'm rooting for you. And I want some merch. I want some merch, please. You will be the first to know when the merch drops. I want a t-shirt for me and a t-shirt for my producer, please. I mean, we're gonna, we're gonna rock. Right. We're gonna rock. We're gonna rock it. Okay. I'll put you on the list. A, a medium and a large. A medium and a large, please. So yeah. All right. I've Thank got it. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, Maddie. Thank you so much. Good luck with the team. I'm BTC. And thank you so much for watching Tales from a Gemini. You know the word. Pay.